welcome to the Good With Money, Smug Money podcast, a podcast that teaches you how to be good with your cash and where we speak to investment managers who tell us how they're being good with your cash as well. As ever, just a little reminder that the information given in the podcast isn't advice and that all investing carries a risk. My name is Jen Gale and today we're joined by Seb Bilo from Web Asset Management talking all things impact reports. Hello Zeb, welcome to Good With Money. Thank you very much, it's great to be here. Yeah, really exciting. Now before we dive in, I just want to do a quick uh, disclaimer maybe or something because if there's any background noise, you're working from home but your background seems quite nice and quiet. I've got kids rampaging around so apologies in advance if anybody can hear any um, thudding up and downstairs or anything like that. But um, yeah, Zeb, do you want to um, start off by introducing yourself? Sure. So um, my name is Seb Bilo. I'm a partner and head of research at a little boutique investment business called Web Asset Management. Um, and um, my, my role is on the investment team. So I help make investment decisions and I'm in charge of the, the research process and how we think about sustainability and, and all those other fun things. So that's my background. <laughs> cool. And I know, you know, we talk to a lot of people about um, sustainability on this podcast, because it's kind of what we're all about. But I, I think I love the fact that having investment banks on to talk about sustainability feels, feels a bit like an oxymoron, doesn't it? We all have that um, image, I guess, of investment bankers and um, I guess sort of capitalism and all those kinds of things. But um, it seems to, to go against the grain a little bit. But I, it makes me smile. So <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for coming on to talk about it. Um, so we're going to chat today about your impact report. Let's kick off by asking the question, what, what is an impact report? So um, so we produce uh, this, this report every year. Um, we've done it, I think, now for six years, or even seven years, six years, I think. Um, and, and really, it's um, an account of the positive impact that's being delivered by the companies that we invest in. Um, and that's it's a kind of an annual snapshot of the of the fund and um, and you know tries to um, you know kind of provide information to people on on the positive impact that these companies are generating in the real world. So that's really what it's about. Brilliant. So why do you produce it? Is it presumably it's useful for you guys as as a company investing in it to to kind of be like, are we on the right track? Are we doing the right thing? But um, Presumably, it's also interesting for your customers as well. Well, I hope so. I mean, um, we, we produced the report itself, which is quite a, a hefty tome this year. It's 50 pages. Mm -hmm. We've done shorter ones in the past, but I think it, it was given um, what's going on in the world. It just felt like this was a good moment to provide a bit more mm. depth to the report. We also have a number of things on our website, different tools on our website, which are, you know, may be a bit more accessible to, to people who aren't necessarily expert in impact investing. This the impact calculator, which maybe yeah. we can talk a bit about later on. Um, and and uh, we, we talk about the sustainable development goals and how the, the fund supports the sustainable development goals. So there are other tools that are available on the website. But the reason we do all of this, really, um, I guess there are two reasons, really. One, from a strategic kind of point of view, um, sustainability is not a very well-defined term. Mm. It's an official definition but I think we all have a slightly different view of what sustainability yeah. means and in a way that's great I think that we all have this as quite a personal thing that we care about but it does also mean that everyone has a slightly different view 
And so for us, it's really important that we are very transparent about what it means to us. Mm -hmm. And then our investors can see that and hopefully understand that and work out whether they agree with that or not, and then yeah. invest or not on, on that basis. So in a way, it's a kind of risk management tool in a way that we are super clear about what it means for us, mm -hmm. and then people can make their own decision. So that's the kind of pragmatic reason. Uh, there is a, another reason, which is just we think it's really important that uh, companies are transparent about what mm. they do, and particularly in the investment world, where uh, a lot of investment funds have been anything but transparent. And for often, even today, you can only see the top 10 holdings in a fund, right, yeah. which I think, frankly, is outrageous. I mean, mm. it's your money. You should know exactly where it's being invested. Um, so we, you know, we're super transparent. You can see every holding in the portfolio. You know, we update it every four months. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of on principle. We just think it's the right thing to do as well. Yeah, brilliant. So how common is it for firms like yours to produce these impact reports? Well, it's, it's becoming more common. I mean, um, we, we claim to be the ones who did it first. Yeah. Um, we haven't found anyone else who did it before us in terms of producing a whole report. Um, but it's it's definitely catching on, and I think um, it's partly because there are more and more impact funds, mm. uh, investment funds that are trying to have a, a positive impact in the world. Um, and uh, I think in, increasingly it's becoming kind of, well, not quite the standard perhaps, but people expect yeah. rightly to see more information, particularly around this kind of investment strategy. So um, there are certainly more and more being produced. Yeah. And I've had a look at it and I'm not a financial person, but actually it's 50 pages and stuff. But there are some really, there's some nice graphics in there. There, There is some really nice, easy, digestible information to sort of look at and take home. And I liked the fact that I was just looking at it thinking, God, it, it, it would just make me smile if I if I knew that my money was going to do this, you'd be kind of like feeling a bit smug for the rest of the day after, after <laughs> reading it, wouldn't you? So I just, um, I really well, like I, that. Yeah, well, well, thank you. I, I hope people feel that way. I mean, it, you know, we want people to be, I mean, investment is a, fun, it's a funny thing where you know, most people, I think, feel they have to look into, you know, their ISA or their pension. And it's a real drag mm. and pain and they put it off and eventually get around to doing it. You know, and it's sort of a, you know, it's a, 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 um, a chore that people have. And, uh, you know, I would, I would like to think that if, if you're investing in companies that are actually doing good things in the world, then it should be something that, not that you're just, you know, feel obliged to do, but actually mm -hmm. quite enjoy doing because, um, you know, this is, it's an important part of the way in which people interact with the world, how their money is put to work yeah. is, is an important part of the impact that we all have. Um, so maybe it's asking a bit much to people, to you know for people to feel really enthusiastic about it but I, I hope that it's less of a chore perhaps <laughs> definitely and I think you know certainly at the moment where everything um everything feels very volatile but uh, the stock market has been very volatile as well and to um maybe some people are uh, looking at their returns and thinking oh, but actually if you can sort of think okay well that's that's not done so great at the moment but we're going to leave that money where it is and and actually it's still had all this really positive impact on the world as well I just think that that not only it does more than soften the blow of the fact that maybe your shares have taken a bit of a hit or whatever yeah uh, yeah I mean I, I I certainly I feel that way I mean and also I I guess Personally, I mean, I'm invested in our fund as well. You know, I, I, I believe over the long term that this kind of strategy will, um, you know, will hopefully be a good performing one mm. because we believe this is where the world is going. 
the world needs more solutions um, to all these problems. And so the companies that are providing those solutions should, should do well. Um, I think it's important that just to be clear that um, when, you know, when you go out and buy a, an electric vehicle and you trade in your, your old polluting diesel vehicle, you know, when you do that, you are absolutely having a positive impact. You are reducing your own personal mm -hmm. carbon emissions. Um, by investing in a fund like Webb's, um, you're not actually changing the real world emissions because mm -hmm. you're just buying shares from another shareholder yeah. and the company will do what it's going to do. So I think it's important to kind of recognize that while you're, you're aligning yourselves and supporting these businesses, which are manufacturing these products that have a positive impact, the, the, the positive impact really sits with the company and, yeah. and probably really the end user. So not just the car company that makes the electric vehicle, but actually the person who owns the electric sure. vehicles, the use of the product that has the impact. Yeah. By investing in it, you're supporting it, you're enabling it, you're aligning yourself, but you're not actually having yeah. the impact yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's a brilliant quote, I don't know if you've come across it, by Anna Lappe, and it says um, something like, every time you spend money, you're casting a vote for the kind of world you want. And I really kind of, um, that really struck home to me in terms of, um, you know, being a bit of a, a mantra almost when I'm buying something like is this aligned with my values and it took me a long time to make that link between also um any investments that we might have as well and I think yeah that's becoming much more um people are becoming much more aware of it but you know is is the money that I've got invested aligned with my values is it casting a vote is it supporting the kind of world that I want and um from your impact report um you know your your portfolio is very much doing that so You've got yeah. some themes, haven't you? What are the themes that you use to guide your investments? So we have um, we have nine different investment themes. There are five environmental ones uh, covering things like cleaner energy and water management and sustainable transport, all these good things. And then also four social themes as well. So healthcare, education, um, safety, and uh, something called well-being, which is a, a bit of a catch-all mm. for healthy living, really. Um, and so and we, those are the nine themes there. If people are familiar with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, there are seven uh, sustainable development goals that we support directly. Mm -hmm. the, the products that the companies make directly support those goals. Um, and, that's, and that's kind of how we, that's the framework that we work within. And we're basically trying to find companies uh, that are you know, delivering positive impact through the products that they sell. And we have a, a tool that we use called our impact engine that helps us assess the intensity of the impact that they're mm -hmm. generating, um, which is quite a novel thing, which we've just introduced this year. Um, and then we also look at um, the quality of the company. So just because you're making solar panels doesn't also mean that you're, you know, you might be employing child labor, mm. polluting the environment, all these other things. So we're not just looking at the products. We, we, you know, we want to be invested in companies that are making products with positive impact, mm -hmm. but we also want to make sure that the way they operate, how they do business is yeah. also responsible and they're not using child labor. Yeah, they yeah, are yeah. looking after their own environmental footprint. So those are two big parts of our investment process. And that impact engine that you just talked about, and you said that's something new, I guess that's almost like you doing your due diligence for us. That's kind of how I see it, or is that a two? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, more and more, um, you know, this may sound rather grandiose, but I, I do think that the world is genuinely moving to a, a model where you're not, you know, traditionally investors have been focused on risk and return. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can get a certain level of return for a certain level of risk, and the yeah. investors are trying to balance those off. And I think there is this third, this third dimension, which is now about impact. 
um, and more and more investors will, will want to look at all three dimensions yeah. and understand how is their investment strategy supporting these different mm. elements. Um, and so the impact engine is our, um, our first effort and it builds on other work that's been done by others to put a more systematic um, tool in place that allows us to do that on a you know, regular, robust, rigorous mm. kind of basis. Um, so, so that's, that's what that's about. And, um, the website has more information about the, the methodology and also, um, in this great transparency, we, we report on every single holding and, and how it scores on the impact engine. Mm. Uh, so people can go in and have a look and uh, work out whether they agree with our, our rating. <laughs> God, it makes my head hurt just thinking about it. Like how you, because as you said, it's not just as simple as like, they're doing a good thing and making solar panels. You, you have to then kind of dig a bit deeper than that and as you say what are the materials that they're using and and how are they doing it and so yeah i can't imagine the level of detail that you, and i'm glad that you're doing it so <laughs> so uh, someone know, like me um, doesn't have to <laughs> i think it's you know i do think it, I, i'm it's important i think it's important and i enjoy as a consequence i quite enjoy doing it so yeah maybe I'm, I'm a bit of an impact nerd but um you know um it feels like quite a privileged position to be in really yeah. I, I'm quite lucky to do what i do yeah, definitely. And um, have there been any surprises this year in the impact report? Um, I think probably one surprise was, um, so we've been doing this for uh, um, six years and we've been measuring the impact for, I think, four years now. Mm. Um, and over that period, we, we rely very heavily on the companies to report data to us. And that's always been quite a struggle. Yeah. Um, it's always been, you know, about a third of the companies or 40% report data and then we were able to estimate data for us okay. for some of the rest, not all of it actually. Mm. Um, but this year, nearly 60% of the companies are, are now reporting data that we can use. So wow. there's been a real shift in terms of companies recognizing that this is actually something mm. that investors are interested in. And that's great news because you know, as more and more companies start to report and measure on this yeah. stuff, so it'll become more important and more investors become interested in it, and you get a sort of virtuous cycle where mm. the quality of the data goes up and ultimately the performance of the companies yeah. will improve as well so um so that's been a really nice thing to see that, that more companies are now reporting this information um so that's been one um important um development this year um i think some of the other things maybe that's that are interesting is uh, around the carbon emissions and um we were seeing more and more companies signing up to net zero carbon targets. Mm -hmm. We have a target ourselves to be net zero carbon, but we also engage with our companies to get them to set targets. Mm. I think it's uh, you know, around 15% of the portfolio now have set carbon targets for themselves to be net really? zero by 2050 at the latest. Yeah. Um, so that's a great, you know, I mean, really that's been remarkable how quickly that's picked up. Yeah. Um, and I would anticipate the next year it'll be even higher. So there's real, there's definitely real commitment within the corporate world now to yeah. address um, climate change, at least. Yeah. And I love that you've just said that whether it's a direct result of, of you guys asking for that data or a direct result of, of you know, you setting this target for being carbon neutral. And um, the fact that I think it's, it's true of us as individuals as well, this kind of ripples that we can create by us taking one action. And then actually that sort of puts pressure upwards and downwards um, on other systems as well and and, it, and I think you know as, as a company as well to be able to use a bit of that clout and a bit of that to, to to 
nudge other people in that direction as well is really really useful and i think that that we as individuals can do that as well so it's fabulous absolutely and i mean you know the investment world is very powerful and um companies do listen and mm. um you know it's not just greenpeace now that's saying you need to reduce your carbon emissions yes you know that's that's has its role absolutely and has been very important over the you know 25 years that i've been working in this space but when you've got your largest investors saying you know, we want you to set a target. And by the way, if you don't, then we're going to vote against you at the AGM. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very meaningful. And, and you know, we're, we're now spending a lot of time talking to senior leaders and asking them to put in place incentive structures so that they, their own pay is linked to how well they perform on, on wow. not just environmental issues, but, you know, safety and um, employee relations and those yeah. kinds of things as well. So I do think, it, I mean, I do think it, it has an impact. And, um, you know, Web's small, um, and on its on our own, certainly we we can be dismissed. But it's not just us now. Mm. There's a broader community that's focused on this. So, um, you know, yeah, we're seeing we are seeing progress. Brilliant. I don't know if you've got these figures off the top of your head, but have you got any kind of headline impact <clears throat> figures that you can share with us from this year's report? Um, well, so we have. Um, we, we report on the numbers per million pounds invested. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there aren't that many people who are lucky yeah. enough to have a million pounds invested in the fund, but the impact calculator will um, calculate whatever, it, you know, whatever amount you have invested in the fund, it'll calculate the impact that's associated with that money. But off the top of my head, I think it's um, something like 850 tonnes of CO2 is avoided per million pounds invested. Um, you say 800 tonnes? 850 tons so that's per per million pounds and that's we also off the top of my head i can't remember what that equates to here we go um that's equivalent to uh a single house for 64 years wow because that's when it does really start to mean something doesn't it like you can say 850 tons and i'm like okay that sounds pretty good but when you say that's that's the the energy a house would use in in 64 years i'm like oh that's quite a lot yeah yeah um, so that's what, and again, that's the impact that the companies are, are delivering through the products that they supply. Mm. Um, 800 megawatts of renewable energy. That's the annual energy needs of 50 households. Um, we Companies in the portfolio recycled or recovered 154 tons of waste. Um, that's equivalent to about 140 households per year. This is wow. per million pounds again. Yeah. Um, and then we do things like um, 160 people have received healthcare treatment um through you know companies in the portfolio um 185 days of of university education um that's also linked with uh, a million pounds invested in the fund so those are some of the yeah amazing and is that so a million pounds would do one of those things or a million pound has done all of those things wow yeah but again it's yeah it is it's aligned with that impact so yeah 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 yeah. and the impact calculator that you talked about um i was having a play with that and it's quite a fun you can go in there and say i don't know i've got fifty thousand pounds um that i've invested with you guys and therefore it then takes that fifty thousand as a proportion of that million, doesn't it? And says that your fifty thousand pounds has contributed to Yeah, so you can scale it's a and... simple calculation. It's you know, one pound is one millionth of the impact yes. of a million pounds. So you yeah. can just work out whatever you have invested and what is the impact that's associated with that. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. Um and you you touched on the fact that you've got this sort of carbon zero goal by 2025 i think you've um mm. said on your on your website um and and there's also you've got an overall carbon footprint of the portfolio 
but those are two different things is that right yeah so i think as a business we have our own footprint that we're responsible for whether that's um you know our, we own you know our office has uh, ele- renewable electricity so we don't actually generate any emissions mm-hmm. through our use of electricity but we do travel around and sometimes we have to fly um and employees commute to and mm. from the office although again most of that's actually public transport but nonetheless there are carbon emissions associated mm. with that and we also use suppliers um who have um carbon emissions so we, we calculate that as well and our net zero carbon target is to get all of that to zero mm-hmm. or if we can't get it to zero to offset the um the proportion yeah. that we can't get to zero using yeah. high quality offsets so that's our you know if you like that's our operations or, and what we have influence or control over and then the portfolio is a separate calculation where our role is really around <clears throat> one investing in companies that have relatively good performance in terms of carbon emissions relative to their peers um and also to encourage particularly important to encourage those companies to set carbon reduction yeah. targets themselves um so for example we have i mean our, our best company probably from this point of view is a company called kingspan that makes some some people might be familiar with it they make insulation panels that go into buildings you okay. see their lion yeah. logo around the place um, and they have set a target to be uh they use slightly different language but to be net zero carbon essentially by next year so wow. they, you know, they are really on this um but we've got other companies which are um like a company called smurfit kappa that makes um recycled cardboard yeah. packaging um and they have they're setting a target to be net zero carbon by 2050 so they've got okay. a slightly longer time frame and you know we'll encourage them to do better than that yeah. but we think that's still pretty good to to, to now be planning to be net zero carbon within the next um 30 years is is a is a good first step and we hope that they'll be able to accelerate that. And as you say the fact that that companies are even engaging with this and and talking about the fact that it needs to be done and and hopefully then kind of doing it as well. I mean mm. that feels massive. I don't think I don't think that would have been happening even a couple of years ago maybe. No, I don't think so. I mean it's you know there's still a question of whether it's enough. You know, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still you know we're still um you know facing um very significant levels of climate change and uh we need we need to reduce you know even more quickly so um you know definitely optimistic because we are seeing real traction now but uh we have to be realistic about just how big the challenge is in front of us yeah. and um it's still a humongous challenge yeah um so we need to do everything we can really um yeah. but the corporate sector is um you know not all of them by any stretch but um i think there there's a recognition now that this is clearly the way the world is going yeah and um and you, they don't want to be left behind and they want to they want to be part of that um part of that solution yeah definitely and i i know that i'm sure this is something that we've talked about before but i i just kind of want to reiterate the point there always used to be this feeling that there was this kind of green premium and that you accepted that you were going to have a lower return if if your money was sort of doing good stuff um is that still the case um no i well I, so it's complicated obviously because <laughs> there are lots of different uh, kind of dimensions to it i mean at, at kind of at, when you boil it back a lot of um a lot of environmental particularly on the environmental side the social side is is more complicated actually i think but on the environmental side you know if you're uh, inefficient in your use of energy or mm. if you're you know um using more raw material than you need to 
then you are actually, it's a waste. It's a mm. waste of resources, not just the physical resources, but also the money that you've spent buying that resource, the money yeah. you spent processing it, it's wasted. Um, so quite often, um, improving efficiencies goes hand in hand with improving yeah. financial returns as well. Um, for, for some time, um, some of these technologies have been more expensive. So if you wanted to go net zero carbon, you're going to have to buy renewable energy probably. Yeah. And for, you know, over the last 30 years, for 25 of those years, it would have been much more mm. expensive to buy the renewable power than the traditional power. But today that's no longer the case. These technologies have now come down so far in cost yeah. that actually, you know, onshore wind and solar are the cheapest forms of new power pretty mm. much everywhere in the world. Uh, electric vehicles, if you use your car a lot, it's cheaper to, you know, just talk to yeah. a London taxi driver. It's cheaper to go and get an electric vehicle. So, so the, there was a period where you had to pay a premium um, but now it's kind of in many, not everywhere, but in a lot of cases, it's kind of a no-brainer, really. If, you, mm. if, you're, if you're in the market for a new car, you're probably better off at least yeah. getting a hybrid, if not an electric vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so that really helps, and that's that's really helped companies and governments get behind this agenda more forcefully as well, because actually, in a way, in many cases, you're saving money, and you get all the all the kind of you know good PR yes. from being seen to be doing something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when we're looking to invest our money, we can not only be aligning it with our values, but we can also hopefully be I don't think you know, people as secure as we ever can be when we're putting our money yeah. in the stock market. Well, yes, I sh- and I need to be careful about how much I talk about performance. But, mm. you know, um, as a general rule, I don't think there's any reason to expect a, a um, poor performance and yeah. every reason that you should actually expect our performance. Yeah. I mean, just look at the oil and gas sector, <clears throat> which um, you know now over whatever it is eight years has underperformed uh, the, the broad market. Uh, you know, and this was something that people like me and people interested in climate change and sustainability have been saying this is likely to happen, and we've been dismissed for many years. Um, you know, and it's been a you know if you've been investing in, in that sector, it's been a disaster for them. Yeah. Um, and the same happened with fossil fuel power utilities in Europe um, over the previous ten years. Um, I, you know, so so this is it's not you know it's not just about the the ethical dimensions. This there is this is actually the way the world is going, um, and uh, companies that are enabling it will also benefit from it. And that's yeah. that's how you make you know that's how we think you can make money while also um, you know feeling good about it. Yeah, definitely. So if people want to come and find out more about web and to have a little look at the impact report and play with the impact calculator, where can they find all that? So yeah, the website is uh, www. <laughs> it's always web, a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, web group, which has got an H in it. So it's whebgroup.com. Uh, it's all publicly available. You can actually, Brilliant. if you want, you can even go and look at our quarterly reports, our voting, you know, everything's up there. Um, and yeah, have a good rummage around and, uh, you know, happy to, um, people have questions and, you know, they can get hold of me and uh, be happy to try and answer them. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing that today. It's just, it does, it makes me feel good that I know that there are people like you out there doing this thing, these sorts of things as well. So thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. Thank you.